on this episode of Remodeling Unscripted. Inez joins me again and we discuss how to have a successful remodeling project. And basically it boils down to having a good pre-plan and plan before you have selected your contractor. We talk about the different steps, the pros and cons of that approach. And at the end of the podcast, uh, we kind of give you a, a quick breakdown and recap of everything. So hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to Remodeling Unscripted. My name is Frank Lujan. And I'm Inez Lujan. And uh, on this episode, we wanted to just jump right into uh, having an outline or a guide uh, for homeowners and contractors to provide to possibly their uh, potential clients and how to have a successful, on how to have a successful remodel and kind of, you know, lay out that plan for you. Yes. So um, today we're just going to kind of um, go through all of the steps of um, how to prepare for a successful remodel. And I think it starts off with the initial phone call. So Frank, can you tell me what an ideal phone call sounds like? Um, well, so I can, I can tell you most of, I get all the phone calls um, and uh, I like to kind of um, ask a couple of questions and a typical phone call is, I don't know, um, honestly, less than five minutes. Um, we talk about, you know, their address, you know, what part, what part of town they're located in, a little bit about their project, and um, man, that, that's, that's basically it. That's what a typical phone call is like. Okay. So tell me, what, how would you like the phone call to go, to be like? Um, so... I would like for it to be half an hour or an hour long, to be honest with you. Um, why, why, why half an hour or why so long? Um, I would like to show up to the home and basically just be able to absorb the information that I need from walking the project. If I go in there uh, not really knowing as much information as possible, um, about the design, about the budget, about timelines, then, you know, you throw in the, um, I guess the structural or, or the actual details on the project, you know, it's just about uh, being prepared, um, you know, time-wise and, and, um, and scope-wise. Yeah, exactly. And that just takes time to talk about, you know, um, I, if there was a recommendation for, uh, a homeowner that I can give uh, even before you make your first phone call is really to try to make as much of, of the decisions uh, that are in your hands 100% as possible. Um, and that would start off with your budget. Uh, I, I think the most important and the most overlooked aspect of a project is determining a budget and feeling comfortable disclosing that budget with a contractor. Okay. So let's just, um, I guess, back it up for one second. So what you're saying is the advice that you give to a homeowner, um, prior to making, um, a phone call asking for an estimate is to prepare for the, prepare for the consultation, right? Yeah. Um, a remodeling project is exciting. Um, it's maybe something that has been planned for financially, you know, in the household wants to do one part, you know, maybe the kitchen, uh, another wants to do the out, out the backyard. Yeah, I definitely could see that. Yeah. Um, I, now that you mention it, 
I do notice that um, there's, I guess, two types of um, appointments. It's one that I'm, I'm ready to go. I've done my research. And there's the other of I just kind of need to get some more information on how to start this. Because um, we do this for a living, but, you know, homeowners don't. So going back to the, to, to the pre-phone call, um, that sets the tone for the appointment. If you're a homeowner, and this is, I'm, t- I'm talking to you, Mr. Homeowner, Mrs. Homeowner. Um, if you're the homeowner and you have, uh, and you're ready to pull the trigger on a project before you make your first phone call, um, try to write down and make decisions on all the things, not some, on all the things that you have 100% control over. You have 100% control over on your budget, you know. The contractor can give you a price, but you're not going to spend a penny over how much you're willing to pay. Right. So have um, a general um, max out budget in mind and also kind of walk around and make a list, a wish list, and get the spouse on board on what your plans are. Yeah. If if you're single, you know, just make make that decision on your scope of work. Like, this is what I want to do or... or What's some advice if, what if the homeowner doesn't know um, how much things are and how, like, what if they have no idea? They don't know if something costs $500 or $5,000. What advice can you give? I don't know how much a trip to um, Alaska costs. I've I've always wanted to go, but I know that I only have X amount of dollars to spend. And that's the, that's what's going to determine whether I go on the trip or not, not how much it costs or not. So do a little bit of research you know, do some do some general research, but again, I, I I can't stress. You know, have a budget. Have a budget. Ha- have a budget, because um, that is a game that not only the homeowner loses, but also the contractor. Um, it 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 puts him or her. It puts them in a in a situation of assumptions on quality, assumptions on scope of work when you're just dealing with a number that you're guessing you know right and let's backtrack i mean sometimes um it's not about a budget because this is the amount of money you have it's also a budget of how much you want to spend just just because you well, yeah i mean that, that that's what a budget right. how, how it's not you know um this is how much i have well you have it's to a very you- it's a very um aggressive uh, question or it seems like it but it's not it's really coming from a place of how much do you want to spend on this I mean obviously you don't want um, to invest more um, into a remodel than what it's really worth um, there has to be um, well, I, I, disagree. Magic- I disagree on that because you know if I know that my home um, it's my forever home I and I'm not gonna sell and I'm gonna pass it along to my kids and it's just in a great neighborhood or whatever the case may be well I agree with I, that. I may overspend on it um, because it's my house and I can do what I want with it. No, absolutely. And I definitely agree. F- I agree with you with that. If that's your forever home, but sometimes it's, it's not, sometimes this yeah. is uh, a two year plan. Sometimes this is a remodel just to put the house on the market, but still this is, you, you need to have some sort of budget in mind to determine, um, you know, how to start this remodeling project. Right. So, um, not to get off track, but so we're, we're, we're on the, f- Prior to the phone call, again, there are some questions that you're not going to be able to have answered. And I think homeowners, um, they 
rely too much on the contractor to answer questions that they can answer on their own. You know, some of the questions, I'll, I'll give you an example of some of the questions that they may not be able to answer. How long is it going to take? Um, you know, are, are permits required? Uh, is an engineer, is an architect required? Are you going to provide renderings? You know, questions that are geared towards the, 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 the company, uh, you know, the Rolanda company that's going to come in and do it. But then there are also questions that a contractor has no idea how to answer it. How much do you want to spend? What part of the home do you want to do? You know, uh, are you going to live in the home when the when the project project's going on? And some like that question. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a combination of contractor and homeowner. So at least have as much information as possible going into the phone call itself, um, and and try to discuss those things before your initial meeting. Yeah, I definitely agree. Give yourself enough time to properly prepare and plan and really kind of um, go over that list and think about everything that, all the logistics that's involved in it. Right. So after that phone call, what usually happens? Okay, so well, during the phone call, um, again, it's it's a, it's a two to five minute phone call. I try to probe as much as possible uh, without scaring, you know, the uh, the, the, the client of way they don't really even if it's a referral um, some of the questions that I would like to ask might just seem too invasive mm-hmm. so I try to you know not scare them away I set the appointment up and I kind of do as much explaining you know as possible once I get there um, so I set the time I set the date and we meet and uh, then we discuss the project uh, you know when we're there and um it's can you give um the homeowner advice on how to prepare for that meeting is there anything that they could do in advance before you get there to help you do your job the one thing that i almost always ask for um is inspirational photos inspirational photos that definitely helps um yeah just pick pictures from instagram pictures from pinterest um and, and inspirational photos you know just going let's just say we're working on a kitchen um, and, and they want to remodel their kitchen. Um, I'll, I do ask for basic things like, you know, just tell me a little bit about your project. If they say I want to completely gut my kitchen, then we're talking, you know, a completely open, uh, you know, uh, a clear. Right. You can. A, I can. I can give them. A, they can. They can ask for anything that they want. If they want to just refinish their cabinets, then I'll, I'll ask them to provide a couple of uh, maybe color uh, kitchen. Colors of kitchens that they want, just basic information, um, and yeah. So inspirational photos is something that, that helps. Okay. Um, anything else? Would a list um, of the items that they would like to get um, done would that help? Um, yeah, I. That's part of my small, you know, questionnaire is um, tell me a little bit about your project, and and they'll they'll tell me. A lot of times, um, and again, most of the time. Uh, it's just a general, this is what I want to do, you know? Um, and that is where miscommunication or not providing a proper estimate, you know, this uh, cause this is where it can get confusing, especially if you call out multiple, um, contractors, you want to definitely have the opportunity to compare apples to apples. So I think having a list, um, that uh, a list ready for the people that you're meeting will help, kind of yeah. um, 
I give you a chance to compare apples to apples because a, ri- a written list. A written list. Um, sometimes when you walk and talk, it's easy to confuse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might forget. Uh, you know, going back to a kitchen. So, uh, you know, in a kitchen there are there are cabinets. There is crown molding. There's floors. There's backsplash. There is countertops. There's sinks. There's faucets. There's under cabinet lighting. There is recess lighting. There's you know material selection. Yeah, but just. I wouldn't say infinite, but I would say a good 30 to 40 to 50 different things that we can possibly point out um, and variations of those um, that if you don't write it down, your conversation with one contractor is not going to be the same with another contractor. And then how do you know if you're really comparing apples to apples? So what uh, what you want as a homeowner is to is to choose the contractor that's going to provide the best value, not the cheapest, not the most expensive, because price doesn't necessarily equate to what you're going to get if you're not going to if, if you don't not, know what if, you're getting. Yeah. yeah. So and a contractor might not be as detailed as possible. Yes, uh, I have uh, seen uh, cases where um, you know we've meet with people that have had remodeling projects and. Um, I've asked to see, you know, the contract and there's really not a whole lot of detail there. So you really don't know. You're just kind of jumping in a leap of faith because the price looked good at the bottom of it, but you really don't know what you're getting into. Right. So once I show, once I show up to the house, um, we'll, we'll discuss the project and what would help in the successful remodel so far. This is what we have. We have be prepared for, uh, for the phone call, you know, um, a budget, a scope of work as detailed as possible, timelines that you would expect to have the project completed. And decision makers, really, because um, let's say if you have a partner and they have in mind um, a certain scope of work, it might be different than the person who made the call. Make sure that every all the decision makers are on board with what is being asked to be um, to get an estimate on. Yes. And so even before the pre pre planning, there has to be a meeting between you and another decision maker if there is one and and make sure that both of you are on the same page, then prepare and, you know, have that decision made before the phone call, reach out to your contractor, set the meeting and then provide them. So that's that's number one, prepare for the phone call, make the phone call, set the time date and then during the meeting, ideally hand the contractor a written scope of work that you would like to do then that way if you do happen to have multiple contractors they're all looking at the same exact thing absolutely and and really um allot yourself the time to meet with the contractors i know sometimes um there's different case scenarios where you have the full attention of a of a client and sometimes you don't um do you how do you feel about having more than one um uh a a contractor at the same sales appointment um is that a good idea is that a bad idea i would like to say for me it i i like it because i think i shine you know i i I can outshine i can outshine another contractor so you know when you're talking about competition uh i'm very confident in myself and um, I know, I know my, my trade. I know, I know what we can provide. So, you know, and we, we show up prepared right. and that automatically sometimes just 
you know, uh, it puts us ahead. However, I, I will say this for the sake of camaraderie, I guess. Um, I think it's just fair to give everybody their own opportunity. Not everybody, you know, not everybody. There was a time where I wasn't as prepared. I didn't, you know, I didn't have an iPad maybe, or, you know, um, I didn't have as much knowledge as I, as I do now in terms of being able to speak it, but I knew I was confident in doing it. And so are you saying that you recommend having multiple contractors show up at the same time? Or do you think that... No, I, I, I don't... Re- okay. How do, I, how do I feel about it? It doesn't bother me. Okay. Do I recommend it? No, I don't I don't recommend it. Do I feel comfortable doing it? Uh, yeah, but that's just because I have, um, I have experience doing it. But there was a time where, you know, I, I may have felt uh, a little shy about, um, about asking a question in front of two or three other contractors you know I was there was a time where many moons ago where I was a lot younger and I may not have looked as experienced or just been as experienced as maybe somebody that was a little bit older than me and I didn't want to look inferior and I think that you should just give everybody the an opportunity to provide their sales pitch okay all right I definitely agree I definitely think that one-on-one time with um the person that you're meeting with kind of helps you cover more ground and more detail to get a more accurate estimate okay let me ask you this let me ask you this what is your ideal client do you want to have the creative control or do you um or do you want to have a client that knows what they want what is your ideal well, my ideal client is one that we have a successful project. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who has the control. I, I think there is a formula, but I think that having a successful remodel at the end of the day and what I would consider a successful remodel is having the least amount of headaches, do it in the fastest amount of time possible, uh, staying within a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and having the highest quality. So, with that being said, how going? Let's without going off off track so much. How can a homeowner prepare for a successful remodel? And your question was talking about materials and finishes and things of that nature. Without beating the dead horse, you have to have a budget. I cannot stress that enough. Right. I know that's not what you want to hear, homeowner. Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I know what you're thinking uh, because I think it every time somebody asks me that, if whether I'm at a restaurant or whether I'm at a car dealership or whether I'm buying a new tool, like, well, how much do you want to spend? I'm, the first thing that comes into it's my mind. It's a very mind, offensive, um, or it seems like an offensive question. Uh, question. Yes. It just seems like if I give them the, my budget, they're going to take my money. No, it, yes. it doesn't really have to do with that. It's more to see what... Like, what do we have to work with, really? I mean, is right. this, you know, not all kitchens um, need to a, f- a full remodel. If you have, let's say, $20,000 to spend and, and, you know, and you have a really large kitchen, sometimes we don't need to tear it apart. Now we know having that budget is how can we work with what we have and really deliver um, more of those key points that they that they want to have updated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we're conscious of, of, of your of your time. Um, time is important. And money. Yeah. So if if you, well, I'm talking time in terms of like your estimate, like we're right. still going back to planning this out. Um, if you don't have a budget and I show up and you want new cabinets, new countertops, new backsplash, you want to repaint, you want to add some recessed lights 
And I mentioned to you, well, just based on the last three projects that we had similar to this, it's going to be, you know, uh, $15,000. And you said, well, I didn't want to spend more than five. We both just wasted our time. Right. Because there's no way that with our quality and with our attention that we're going to be able to do it. We're just not. It's just a different, it's just a different conversation. It Mm -hmm. can go from, if you know, if you have a starting budget or how much you want to spend, it, it, it it won't be a conversation of let's gut the kitchen and start over. It could be. Yeah. For $5,000 again, might be able to refinish your cabinets. We might be able to, you know, add some detail, update it, but that's why options. Um, you have to have a number or a range. You know, yeah, it doesn't a range. have to it doesn't have to be an exact number. If if you know if you don't want to spend a penny over twenty thousand dollars. Right. And remember homeowners, just because uh, you share your budget with the potential contractor or remodeler, you don't have to go with them if you feel um, like if something's off. Um, but Yeah. It, it, you have no obligation whatsoever to go with any contractors right um and that's where time don't here's another advice don't rush this process you know even the even the process of selecting your con don't rush it'll kind of go into a rabbit hole of starting this process a lot i think a lot of times the client uh homeowners they get excited and they just want to get it done but what they don't realize is that when when you say yes i want to get it done the hammer doesn't swing the next day there's right it's that we can we'll, we'll talk about that you know yeah but it, it yeah that that's a whole nother you know so uh i guess another little bit of advice is this is going to take four times as long as you think it's going to take in order for it to be successful yes the 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 projects that are successful are the ones that both the homeowner and the contractor um take their time and plan things out accordingly not dragging their feet there is always work that's being done, whether you're in the field or not. There's work that's being done, but they take their time and answer all the questions as thoroughly as possible, even before they start. Um, those are the ones that are ultimately the most successful. So, you know. um, Can you give any advice on um, how, uh, what questions to ask the person that you're vetting out? What, what are some good questions to ask to know? Um, there is nothing better for me to compare, to, to see whether a, uh, a contractor is good as he says he is than to hear it from a previous homeowner that they've worked So like with. a name and number and an email. Yeah. Name, number, email, and it has to be similar project. Similar price. So, like, so for example. Similar price and range because, yeah, because if I'm doing a kitchen and you refer me to somebody who you did a bathroom to, those those are two completely different trades. Uh, a kitchen may not need to reroute plumbing. Right, you and, and, you, and you don't want to get caught in a situation where your, your reference, um, let's say if you're doing you're trying to vet out a um, a kitchen contractor, a kitchen remodeler, that the person that you're um, checking the reference, you did a fence for. Exactly. Or a patio, concrete patio, you know, um, or a fence or whatever the case may be. So it, yeah, it has to be similar project and in a similar price range. Okay. Um, any advice that you can give to uh, a homeowner on how to 
on how to prepare for um, an actual like starting of a project, things that they could do, steps that they could take um, so that there's, you know, no shock in the process such as? Yeah. So uh, depending on the type of project, going back to, let's say, a kitchen, um, some of the questions that I would have is, you know, if we're if we're gutting your kitchen or redesigning your kitchen space, some things that you have to keep in mind is uh, have a plan for where you're going to cook, where you're going to eat, um, discuss the time frame with your contractor on how long they're going to be without a kitchen. I know sometimes we've set up uh, mock kitchens in like adjacent bathrooms or half bathrooms where at the minimum they can wash their dishes, you know, uh, set up a, a temp, set up their stove or, or refrigerator, maybe in an adjacent living room or, or dining room. So um, discuss the inconveniences of the remodel for you to be living in your home um is it better to maybe not even live in your home depending on Mm -hmm. if you're doing a full a full remodel so after the initial meeting um i'll try i'll have you know as much information as 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 i can um an ideal meeting it would be you know an hour you know two hours um after that's just kind of overload Um, okay so what can you expect after the meeting is done um, what can the homeowner expect? Uh, what can the homeowner expect um, from us? And I think what they should expect from every contractor is uh, is an itemized estimate. Um, what What's an itemized estimate? What is an itemized... So uh, there are estimates that are just, um, I would say, a paragraph, and it's just one number, and it kind of outlines everything. They, they're detailed. You mm-hmm. know, they, they are detailed. They... they you know, um, they just explain everything that you have to do and then they give you one price, Right. you know, um, uh, we don't have that approach because sometimes on a multifaceted project, um, a homeowner, you know, may want to pick and choose what they want out of that project. So we try to itemize, um, the trades or, or, or buy the individual room or project so they can have uh, an idea of where all their money is going. Okay. Instead so of just one lump sum. So um, let's just backtrack on that real quick. So is the estimate, is that uh, like a fixed cause, uh, cost or is there, or is this is just a general budget on, on the, on, on that line item? That depends on the complexity of the project. So if it's just a straight project, you know, cabinets, countertops, backsplash. You it know. goes back to how much information you were able to collect during the appointment. Right. So we will, you know, I will try to get them. In. So all of our numbers are, are fixed cost numbers. Okay. They're, they're all fixed. If they're if they're not fixed, then I won't give them a number and I'll just dive into needing more information. And, and Okay, that's fair. Yeah. The first, you know, an example of that is maybe, you know, opening up a space where you we need an engineer um, to come and 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 give their approval on maybe inserting a beam or something to that. So nature. that's a soft cause a cost where it'll it'll be a, a range between one number and another. Yeah, and that range will get from, you know, our experience based on, you know, maybe the an average of the last three projects that we've done similar to that scope of work. And I'll let the homeowner know, you know, this is not a fixed number. We need to do a little bit more digging. And that's not because the homeowner was unprepared or, or we're not prepared. That just needs a, it's a just third a part part. of the process. Yeah, it's just a second or third, a third party needs to be done. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, just, this is going to, 
take longer than you think it is and rushing through that process and not trusting your contract and saying, well, you know what, I need somebody, you know, I need somebody to be within this pro that that's very dangerous because what ends up happening is, is you you may select the contractor who is just not prepared or not telling you the ultimate cost. And once they've started on, started on the project, then they'll hit you with, uh, with change orders. And, um, and that's where you can see your, your prices, you know, uh, for your project balloon. Okay. So let's, uh, can you give homeowners any advice on, uh, let's say if they want to use more than one person, uh, let's say if they already, um, got a referral of a good floor person, how do you feel about that? What advice can you give? So with the contractor that, you know, if we're working with somebody else and just simply they damage, uh, your countertop or they chip your countertop, well, um, I can guarantee you they're not going to blame themselves. They're going to say, I don't know who did that. And then you start the blame game. The blame game. And What's the blame game? Good question. The blame game is, <laughs> well, I don't know what the blame game is, but I know the answer to the blame game. I didn't do that. I didn't. I don't know who that, I don't know who did that or that was already there when I got here. And that is one way to ruin a successful remodel is to have all a whole lot of questions on why does this look like this or who did that or who's going to fix that. And then the answer to that from two different contractors, it be, well, that wasn't me and we don't do that. So we would like all accountability to fall on us, whether good or bad. I'm not saying we've never damaged, we've had to replace a refrigerator door before because mm -hmm. we've damaged it with a ladder. And what do we do? We ordered it, we installed it and job done. But I don't want to do that if it's not us. And when there's somebody else involved, uh, you know, there's just the blame game, the blame game. Yeah. Um, so that that's one scenario. And okay. another scenario can be scheduling. If, if we have everything under our control, then we try to schedule everything as you know as quickly as possible. I'm not saying again, we've never had a delay on our projects, but at least we have control over it. I can give you an example of a schedule. There was a homeowner who already had their countertops sourced out, and we were going to do some work on their cabinets and then do their backsplash. So we would have liked to have gotten in and gotten out as quickly as possible. And the homeowner would have liked to have gotten in and gotten more importantly, the homeowner after they haven't had their kitchen um, for a while, they would have liked to have gotten in and gotten out and moved on with their project and be able to enjoy the project. So we went in, we did the carpentry and then we had to wait for the countertops so we can come back and do the backsplash. Well, there was, I think, a three or four week delay in mm -hmm. between that process. And that not only throws us off with wrapping up our job, but it also leaves an, an open ended scheduled date where, you know, if the homeowner is going to want us back the day after the countertops are installed. Right. And if the countertops company doesn't give them an exact date. I mean, we can't really, you know, create a, a real schedule and we have to create a real mm -hmm. schedule. So we create our schedule loosely based on whether knowing that we have to go back and, you know, let's say finish up that backsplash. So we, we get that phone call back from the homeowner and we may be in a crucial stage on another home 
and we don't like to overextend ourselves. We don't work with five different tile guys. You know, we we know the guys that we work with. We hold everybody accountable for 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 the quality of their work. And I'm not just going to pick a random person to go finish right. that backsplash. And it happened to be that we were working on another project in the middle of a project. And it's not fair to tell that homeowner, you know, well, we had another contractor or we had a, another client. And they want us to go finish their job now. I, I need to stop your, your bathroom. So that puts Just us... Just the coordinating of yeah, different but, companies to come back at different stages. Yeah. That just, it, just, um, it just puts everybody in a bad situation. So now, you know, somebody's going to get upset. Mm-hmm. You know, the original... So how did it go? I mean... Uh, not very... You know, obviously the homeowner wasn't very... We finished up that bathroom that we were doing first. So... That homeowner was happy with us. We didn't even mention it to, to her. But, you know, so we did what we had to do with them. But the original homeowner uh, that we were working with where we had to return, they weren't very happy. I mean, nobody, I don't, I didn't expect them to be happy. And we, you know, uh, but it had to be delayed, I think, uh, a week and a half before we went back out there. And she just didn't understand why it took so long and you know understandably like why can't you just come send somebody it'll take you know a day or two to finish it up just come do it but it is a it is more than just sending somebody back you know we don't want to go back we don't want to send a random person or send somebody that we've never worked with before even if we're there supervising them there's so many things that could go wrong with even doing something as simple as installing a backsplash that you know mm-hmm. we don't want to add on to that stress so um, ultimately, we went back. It was only a week, I think, or a week and a half. We went back. We finished it. She was happy, and everything was good. Um, but, but I guess how how could it have been avoided? How could this um, extended timeline have been avoided if if it would have been scheduled with um, one? Just finding somebody that can do it all uh, all at once. I mean, or if if you if you know that the cost of savings in, in, in picking your, your contractors and know that the um, accountability might be lost a little bit is and 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 the time frame is not going to bother you then then that's then that's fine but do you, do you think that um, homeowners uh, realize that this is even a variable or even that this can even happen um Honestly, yes. I mean, okay. I think homeowners are smart. Um, I mean, you know, you don't just become a homeowner on accident. You know, I think they're, I think homeowners, our clients are, are smart, savvy uh, consumers. You know, they, they but um, I also think that sometimes, I guess they're, they're just as fair as I think they should be. Their expectations are a little bit too ambitious. I think blaming that on the contractor is a little unfair. So this goes back to why it's so important to plan these things out and have these logistics in place and and pick a company that is capable capable of um, providing the service to you, right? Yeah, I think accountability, time frame, all that helps when you have just one person. And you know, going back to time frame, if you think your project is going to take a month, then you need about two months to. Then your project is really going to take two months, one month to plan, one month to do. If your project's going to take three months, then you probably need about three months of planning and three months of project. You know, um, in order to have a a successful remodel. So. 
Here's a, a quick recap. So prepare for that phone call before you even make the phone call. Prepare, prepare by, if there's another decision maker, you guys have to agree first. I mean, agree with the scope of work, agree with a budget, agree with a time frame, uh, an ideal start time. So that's important. Two, try to provide as much information on that initial phone call as possible. You know, everything from budget, scope of work, time frame, everything that you decided with the decision maker or on your own, discuss it with the contract in a, in a gold star date right so right. um sharing that information you know with the person that you're meeting also helps i have a question for you so there are homeowners that will say i don't have a start date what do you think how, how so okay so the most common uh uh question is when can you start no no no. so that's another question oh, okay i have like i don't necessarily think that that not having a start date is helpful for you or the contractor um so there are homeowners that just i don't have a start date well you don't know yeah if you don't have a start date it doesn't allow you to plan properly i mean when i hear that that's great because you're flexible you know but it's also again in my opinion this is coming from the contractor's point of view on how we can make it a successful remodel it does not having a start date does it mean next month or does it mean a year from now there isn't a clear cut yes or no and i'm sure there are variables that you know and exceptions this is just coming from us if i had a choice and what would help a successful remodel and if i would pull contractors on the question of do you have a start date and i had a question with one and it had an answer with one being i don't have a start date or yes my start date is in three months which one would the contractor prefer and i think a hundred percent would say the one that they have a definite start date okay i mean is that fair that's fair that's definitely fair so if we're trying to eliminate as many variables that can possibly get in the way of a successful remodel well then let's let's do that i mean this is you may not like what you hear you know and that's understandable because maybe you just don't have a start date but we're trying to lay out a plan to have a successful remodel and with so many variables why don't we just cut down the variables that we can answer so have a start date or, have a start date or, in mind again a range we're not saying you have to commit to it but if you don't want to give a budget, is it 10,000? Is it 100,000? That's a huge variable. Have a range. 30 to 35, 30 to 40. That gives an idea. Do you have a start date? No, I don't have a start date. Or, yeah, it can be within the next three months. That's ideally when I would like to start, you know, within the next three, four months. That gives everything a little bit more of a concrete answer. If I walk into a, an estimate and one person says, oh, I don't really have a budget and I don't have a start date. And I walk into the next one of the same exact scope of work and they say, well, I have a 35000 to $45,000 budget and I'd like to start within the next three or four months. Which one do you think that is going to get the most accurate feedback? Right. Right. So just to keep those things in mind. Okay. What else? What else can you expect after that initial appointment? After that, I will give you the itemized line by line item, either per mini project in your home. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, you may have a guest bedroom that you want to, you know, remodel. You may have a half bathroom that you want to remodel. Then you may have a kitchen that you want to remodel. I may break those down still itemized, but within their own little project. 
or I may just itemize everything. If you know you want to do all of those, I may itemize all of those as you know all plumbing in the project, all painting in the project, but still with each trade uh, lined out. I'll send that over to you. Um, they typically take a couple of days to get sent them back out. I like to send them out you know, back to you as, as quickly as possible. And then okay. wait well, to hear from you. Well, okay, Mr. Contractor, I got your estimate, your itemized estimate. Everything looks good. Now what? I want to go ahead and, and move forward. What what can the homeowner expect after that, if everything looks good? After that, every, every contractor's process is going to be different. Okay. Okay. With us, what it's going to be is a commitment from you and a commitment uh, from us. What does a commitment mean? Uh, a commitment is we'll send over a, uh, a contract uh, and the contract is going to outline our responsibilities, your responsibilities. It's going to outline a, um, a payment schedule and then ultimately um, the signing of that contract and an initial deposit to get you down on the schedule and to officially start work because that's when when you sign the contract and you give over the deposit you start work what does uh, uh start work mean um so starting work means the design phase so selecting final finishes selecting you know every detail from your plumbing fixtures your cabinet styles your um your 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 tile selections whatever that project can i um just can i backtrack a little bit and can we talk about what um have you had um cases where the client wants to start the feasibility or the design phase before the commitment is uh is given and what are the pros and cons about that yeah so we have another way that if a contractor does not want to vet out i'm sorry if a homeowner doesn't want to go through the process of vetting out three four five different contractors um maybe just has a uh, uh a general idea and a budget of what they want um what we do we do provide a service that uh, for a fee we will basically work to provide you with a full scope, full design, full rendering, full details of your project. So then now you can shop that. Uh, We would love to be the ones that build it for you. Um, But for whatever reason, if you want um, to use us for just that service, we're... What what exactly is that and what's the benefit of of that? So that is... That option's there for homeowners if they... uh, Like larger scale? For for larger scale work. Um, Additions. um, Or design heavy? Yeah. So... Material specific? um, We have have that scenario right now um, where a homeowner is in the process of, of adding on to their home. And the addition... Well, so let me backtrack. This is simply... Uh in place to give the homeowner the most accurate price mm-hmm. of their project without and trying to anticipate any potential change orders. Mm-hmm. So I hate change orders mm-hmm. for many reasons. Um, the primary reason why I don't like change orders is because I don't like to give the homeowner a price. They're set on that price. And then every um, obstacle that, truly cost money is going to be added to that price and then that the project inflates you know by mm-hmm. 10 15 20 percent you know i don't 
that's I wouldn't say dishonest, but we should know. It is deceiving. Yeah, it's deceiving, and I don't Especially. want. I don't. You know, I just don't want to be put in that position where, you know, I have that conversation with the homeowner, and they're like, "Well, you, you know, you said it was going to be fifty thousand dollars, and it's it's seventy five thousand dollars now." And and let's backtrack exactly what a change order means. Um, you want to uh, homeowner, you want to make sure that you vet out a. Um, uh, a contractor that has the experience and the knowledge to properly estimate right. um, and the change order is not coming um, you know from the contractor but there are cases where there might be a design change and, it, and, and that change order is initiated by the homeowner by the homeowner can you talk about that yeah so the change orders that I'm talking about are not the ones that are are initiated by the homeowner those they come with every project and and we embrace those um, ideally towards the front of of the project not towards the end where it's more costly for the homeowner um, but sometimes there's just you know we don't like where this door is can you move this door from here to here after let's say framing's been done or something like that they just don't like it um, you know that's okay what I'm talking about is like um, uh, we want to add, you know, uh, a garage apartment and because the contractor wanted to spit out an estimate as quickly as possible, they failed to realize that their panel is out of date and the additional square footage and the additional air conditioner and the additional, you know, electricity required to power that garage apartment now requires a complete um, panel upgrade. But the wiring in your home is also outdated, so you possibly have to rewire your entire house now uh, to bring it up to code, and that's going to be, you know, an additional, you know, ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars when it's all said and done, including, you know, your drywall repairs and your painting and all that. So, how would you feel as a homeowner when you got a great price from the contractor and they got it back to you, uh, you know, the next day and then halfway into your remodel uh, or your addition, you're hit with a $15,000 change order because they didn't uh, spend an extra day looking at your at your wiring. So this goes back to um, the back to the feasibility report. And, right. And so yeah. So the feasibility report, the design, uh, um, the the design and feasibility report. What that is is. We try to work on your estimate where you actually hire us to dedicate um, man hours Mm -hmm. to, you know, to give you as accurate as possible. So we'll bring out electricians, we'll bring out plumbers, you know, we'll we'll vet them unbiasedly, you know, without bias. Um, Is that a word, unbiasedly? No, I don't think so. Um, So we will... You know, depending on the uh, on, you spend on the project, time, we, you spend, we spend time and comb time. through all yeah. those details. Yeah. Because again, the, you know, we we do uh, have families to feed, and we are in this to make a profit. And when um, and to spend twenty or thirty hours to give you an accurate cost, I wouldn't honestly. I don't even like to call it an estimate because an estimate is a guess. Mm-hmm. You're estimating, right? Right. So to give an accurate cost, you need time. And time is, you know, it, it, it costs money to dedicate that time. It costs money because you're removing yourself from um, other projects or you're just taking time to do an accurate cost analysis. And um, and there's you just 
there's just a cost for that yeah. period and, and that's what that report is so at the end of that report what you can expect is um, um, a spreadsheet mm-hmm. with what will that spreadsheet have um, electrical plumbing HVAC framing um, they will have uh, options an, an allowance for wood rot you know termite damage it'll have um, the exact fixture that you're going to be installing on your master bathroom because if you're going to get a $40 valve the plumber's going to charge you x amount to install that $40 valve if you're going to get a $500 valve you know it's a different cost you can't expect the plumber to charge you the same to install um you know i'll give you an example is why do some oil changes cost more than others because some are easier to get to than you know if you change the oil on one car it might be 35 dollars. if you change the oil on a european model where it just it's a lot more difficult to to, to change the oil but they're still doing the same exact right. thing so their fixtures valves um grout color um is it you know, glass tile, uh, backsplash, the kind of uh, thin set that you're going to use, everything that you can Every possibly uh, imagine on a project. So why why would a homeowner pay for that? Because if you're going to spend fifty, a hundred, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on an addition or a complete remodel, um, I think it's worth paying. You know. Um, a, a fee, a small percentage of the total project to get it right versus having three or four contractors come out here and guess on what yeah. you want. And you if, could save that money also. You'll save it. Absolutely. You, so on a $100,000 project, if you get four contractors to come out there, you're going to get ranges from, what, $70,000 to, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe even Even 50, just a window type. I mean, yeah. what type, if it's not spelled out, yeah. like... That There's a be difference the between cost, right. a cash and carry window from a big box store mm-hmm. versus a custom order, mm-hmm. color specific. Right. And yeah, so you're going to have such a big range of finishes and quality and just every, you know, are your joints mitered? Are they not mitered? Like just everything. What kind, what kind of trim? Are you going to have caps on your doors? Just an infinite amount infinite. of of possibilities that on a project that's that large it i think it does pay to um hire a company that can actually give you a cost breakdown not an estimate so that's that's, that's what the that benefit. is okay yeah. so and um i think again those are those are usually reserved for for higher end project for higher cost projects mm-hmm. um so so we have that that will help you have a successful project okay um so you get your estimate um and you and you want to go with it um you get your contract signed and i think up to that point Mm -hmm. up to you signing the contract up to um at least with us um you know uh, committing through your contract and through the deposit um the rest is up to us. The rest is, and so you've done your job. You've done your job. Yeah. So then the the so I think um, can you kind of uh, explain the difference between um, starting? Um, I think in a homeowner's mind, starting means um, swinging at the hammer. Right. But in actuality, what does start mean? 
so now now that the homeowner has done their job and you know in in, in essentially providing as much information as possible to the contractor so that now the contractor can execute. I think that it's important to understand that the execution of a project doesn't start with swinging a hammer. Right? Okay. It starts with allocating the materials. It starts with uh, providing a schedule. Logistics. You know, because, because your are you know, again, if, our schedules from you know from one day to another they change they can change drastically you know if we get a commitment from a homeowner who wants to do um, a second story addition uh, the very next day if we have another co- a homeowner that commits to a similar project uh, we're gonna have to push that project back mm-hmm. right so um, and and I mentioned that because if from the day of commitment, you really start talking about scheduling, mm-hmm. you know, um, and or at least committing to that date prior prior to the commitment. You start so setting out expectations. If if before you reach out to the contractor, in your mind, you want to get started next week, and then calling the contractor and saying, you know what, we're ready to get started. Here's your contract. Here's your deposit. Can you start next week? You're already setting a bad expectation. You know, I think it's a mutual discussion, and even at that point, you don't have to go with them. Well, I, I think I'm I'm referring more towards the logistics that's involved before swinging the hammer. Um, that's what after the contract is signed and the deposit is given, it basically gives us a green light to right. start logistics. And what what exactly does logistics mean? Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but I want to set all expectations for the what the homeowner can expect. And these are these are scenarios that a homeowner is going to expect and emotions now Mm -hmm. are all that the homeowner should expect to handle are are expectations. So it could start uh, off with uh, just um, getting ready for for the remodel, meaning removing your personals. Yeah, but but again, I, I the purpose of this episode is I want homeowners to understand what this process is like. We do this. We've been doing this for 20 years combined. And if a homeowner does not take into account that the contractor that they chose from one day to the next to schedule, and I'm not saying three months out or four months out, but if, a, if, if we jump straight into purchasing materials um, or clearing out their home, then a con- then a homeowner is going to expect. Okay, well, I heard Inez say that we could start clearing out our home, mm-hmm. and that's not the case because what if the home? What if the contractor um, can't start a project for let's say that project for another month? Well, then there's no need to start doing that for another two or three weeks. So you have to discuss a schedule and keep in communication open communication with a contractor your true feelings about when you expect to start and that goes back to my conversation earlier that not having a start date hurts you because if you say to the contractor i want to start in three months then the contractor knows okay well three months that's when and you kind of have a unwritten you just work backwards yeah yeah, you work backwards so then when you're ready to sign that contract you know you have something to fall back on and you want to say okay well you know what you know, I did tell you that I wanted to start in three or four months and you knew this going into it. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me it's not for six months, you know, 
And when we do our follow-ups, it's fair to say also, I know we discussed that you want to start in three or four months. I have another project that may not allow that to happen. Can you let me know where that goes? So that vetting process before you start is important to keep that open line of communication because a homeowner um, on a larger project or on a project that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy, they're going to feel like they already invested a lot of time and they want a lot of times they want instant gratification. Okay, well, I talked about it and, you know, your conversations with uh, with your spouse, sometimes they're not, you know, they're not as pleasant as you want them to go. I, you know, deciding how much you want to spend, deciding where you want to allocate that money, um, choosing the contractor, walking it over with the contractor, doing all these things, it's very heavy. And you're like, okay, you know what? I want to get started immediately, you know? And if you go into it with that, my, you're you're going to set yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going to not have a good rapport with your contractor because that may not be realistic. So up to that point, having an open line of communication with your contractor, letting them know, yes, we're going to go with you or no, we're not going to go with you. And just constantly being honest, being honest. Yeah, be honest, because if if you're going back and forth with communication about this is when I plan to start and the time come comes and goes, if. If you really don't want to go with that contractor, then say so. Or if you do want to go in with that contractor, let them know that, you know, timelines and budgets haven't changed. You know, are we still like we're ready to make the decision? But, you know, this is based on this deal that we this unwritten deal that we have or that we've talked about. So let's just say that everything falls into place mm-hmm. and, you know, you're ready to go. Then we'll start doing um, you know, everything from advising you to try to clear out your spaces. We'll start ordering materials. Um, you know, we'll start walking projects um, and having, getting the site ready, yeah, getting the site ready. Um, just, you know, and, and honestly, that's where the project starts. And, and that's where, you know, you you should have a, a green light to have a successful remodel. Can you um, talk a little bit about getting physically what's the difference between getting physically ready and mentally ready well uh, yeah so the mental readiness for a homeowner starts from before that phone call you know um understand it's going to take two three four times as long not the actual project the demolition the the building but the whole process is three to four times longer than you think it's going to take you know, um, working as a team and you're part of the team with the contractor, the contractor is not against you. You know, if they say it's going to take two more weeks, it, it doesn't benefit a contractor to take any longer than they need to take because from a business point of view, their profit doesn't usually come until the very, their last payment is usually the profit or not, or or part of the profit, if any (laughs) comes on the last check. So, not finishing your project doesn't benefit the contractor. So I'm not saying you shouldn't question them, you know, but understand why, you know, understand that maybe um, withholding information and putting information on the contractor at the last second mm-hmm. may cause some of these delays. So understanding that, you know, it is a relationship. They want to change something. Yeah, they want to change something, want to add something. Or thinking about something. Mm-hmm. I think what we're trying to say is is that if you pre-plan and plan, you have a far greater chance of having a successful remodeling project than if you just withhold information and wing it and try to rush through the process. 
I definitely agree. I think, I think, um, just personally speaking, um, the clients that, um, did the pre-planning those are the projects that went the best and that turned out the best um from every aspect from mental standpoint to the material selection every aspect of the project just turned out much better because that time that planning time um was given so a quick breakdown is basically have the decision makers of your home um get a plan ready for your budget uh you know so so come to an agreement on your budget on when you'd like to start a style that you'd like to start and the actual scope of work so that would be number one um have a detailed conversation with your contractor or multiple contractors over the phone before they show up so they don't waste your time and so they come prepared and enough time is allocated and enough time is allocated um meet with your contractors one at a time so they so you allow them the time to um, discuss the, the benefits of working with them and so they can answer your questions that you may have on a more personalized basis right um, expect an itemized um, estimate um, um, back from them after the meeting and narrow down your contractor to one or at the most two and keep an open line of communication as far as expectations up until you make that decision. And then after you make the decision, um, that's probably a, a topic for another episode on the process of after you've made it, uh, your decision. But ultimately, uh, that will those steps will set you up for the most successful start of a project okay. right, without the amount of delays. And then I think just having the mentality of, you know, this is going to be two to three times longer than I expect. I mean, having this is, an open mind. Yeah, having an open mind. But but I mean, not the work itself. If you if 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 there's one thing that you need to get out of this is that if you are in the process of deciding to start a project, you need to reset. And you need to convince yourself that the process from now until the end of your project is going to be two, three, four times longer than you think it is because of planning and preparing you know and that's half of that time and that will get you ultimately to have the most successful project okay good stuff that's about it thank you very much for for listening i hope you got something out of this i hope you can use this as a reference um please you you can you can always find us if you have any questions um you know you can find us uh on facebook or instagram uh, at canopy unlimited uh you can also uh reach out to us on our website canopyunlimited.com um you can reach me uh on instagram and facebook on instagram i'm i'm at frank underscore builds and on facebook i'm at frank builds and you can find me at both facebook and instagram inez underscore builds Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Please uh, remember, if this is your first time um, listening and you like what you had to hear, you can listen to us on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you have a Google or Alexa, just ask it to play Remodeling Unscripted and it'll it'll start playing for you. Remember to subscribe. And uh, if you like our podcast, remember to like it. And please uh, provide a, a review because those are great. Actually, I wanted to read. We have two um, 
we have two comment uh two reviews already actually we have 10 five-star reviews so far so that's awesome really appreciate that support um and we had two reviews so far um one of them is from houston flipper uh five-star review basically says uh informative and money saving uh, i wish i had access to this kind of podcast a long time ago i would have saved many headaches and a ton of money and then uh, i have another one uh great introduction looking forward to the next episode so those two are two reviews that came in um and we're we'd love to read some more of your reviews out loud so um anything else I think that's it. That's it. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, We look forward to the next episode, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye.